Metallica, here they come, the kings of metal. Hey, this is Scott Pingle from SNM2, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. And this is episode 170, and this is another Metallica Monday. We're doing live commentary. Well, not live, but you know what we mean. Whatever, honey, please. Uh, <laughs> we're diving into this awesome show from 1983 at the Metro in Chicago. Uh, shorter set, all kill them all stuff. It's going to be awesome. Uh, this is part seven, right? Yeah, part seven. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. We're an all Metallica podcast. Ethan and I are two professional touring musicians. Carve out some time every week to talk about our favorite metal band, the mighty Metallica. And since the world is is very different now, we've been sort of uh, following the lead of Metallica over the last couple of weeks. Well, not even a couple anymore, the last seven weeks. And we've been doing these yeah. Metallica Monday commentary episodes. Over the last year or so, when we started revisiting the records, we were doing them with live commentary, which I believe was your idea, Ethan, to re-listen to Death Magnetic and, and instead of just doing the drier uh comb through of the album which we did throughout our first you know press through the albums uh we're just reacting to them and listening to them in real time so it's yep. those are some of our most popular episodes so it's kind of a no-brainer that as metallica has been releasing some of these for the first time ever you know some of these shows i've never seen before mm-hmm. uh it's been fun to just kind of sit with you and it feels like i'm with my metallica buddies all across the world enjoying the show together and and i'm sure that our friends from brazil will show up at some point of course i can check real quick and see if they're in the comment section already hey brazil yeah. look right away okay it's already right there <laughs> now this show is fun because it's them in a tiny little club they're doing all kill em all material it's going to be so nice to see uh this is the first uh show that they've done on this series with cliff so that's going to be fun yeah and uh, we've covered it a little bit. It's, it was included in the 2016 Kill 'Em All box set, and uh, so I, I think most diehards out there have seen clips of this. Now, here are some of the unknown questions. Right? Are uh, historically the first couple of tunes were not recorded the video. So I'm interested to see what they do about that, and I'm interested to see if Greg Fiddleman had anything to do with. Uh, I, I doubt they had stems from this show. So if anything, it was going to be maybe just a remaster, just a cleanup. There's only so much you could do. I mean, they might have a you know a, a stereo, you know, mixed down from the show that night that you know Fiddleman could have kind of remastered. But as far as like levels and stuff like that, there's not much you can do at that point. But um, there's still some right. you know some tricks. I'm sure he has a bit sleeve to make it sound better, bigger, fuller, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, the 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 lack of video that we've been told about in the past i mean i guess i mean who knows maybe it actually did exist and they've just been hanging on to it or something i don't know for those of you at home who don't know really what we're doing ethan and i are in our two respective studios practicing safe social distancing like we hope you all are out there and uh, we're looking at the countdown ourselves mine says 12 14 12 13 12 12 i don't know where yep. you're at ethan same uh, uh yeah I'm, I'm pretty locked in with you Cool. So once you hear whoever is introducing the show, which has generally been Lars or Robert, uh, you'll be able to hear the audio. And what a lot of people are doing is they're either burning it down right now and then listening again to our commentary on Tuesday mornings, or they're just waiting till the next day to watch it. And then you you kind of turn this up, sync it in with your uh, with your YouTube player, and and then it's like watching it with somebody. So 
the first few weeks, people were we were trying to figure that out and, and iron out some wrinkles. We've pretty much done that, and it seems like everyone's kind of uh, on the same page now, which is which is cool. So. Um, while we have now 11 minutes and 35 seconds left, I'm going to try to blow through a little bit of housekeeping. We normally do a bunch of this at the top of the shows, but it's been nice to have this kind of parameter to sort of try to get through it pretty quick, right? Yeah, right. Although yeah, I totally. do miss Tangent City. Tangent City, I think, is one of my favorite parts of Metal Pod- Metal Up Your Podcast. So Yeah, it is. Now, here are the few things to look out for. So first of all, Ethan has another podcast called The Pirate Satellite, in which he interviews a lot of interesting people in the creative world, myself included, Paul Moog, Matthew Mayfield. And Sean McConnell, other songwriters, people he's been on tour with. Go check that out. Uh, you can hear me and him talking about Metallica in what would is the little seedling of what would become this very show. Right, uh, That's right. Right at the beginning of our friendship, really. You could really say we were doing some gardening at that episode and planting some seeds. And uh, in... in arborist fashion, it's arborist, damn it, it's retreats, whatever. The, the, the flowers have bloomed and here we are many years later and uh yeah I'm glad, glad to still be on this ride with you one That's might amazing. say our thumbs were quite green the greenest of thumbs were they now i have another podcast with my homie bob schneider called i'm okay you're okay i'm not okay you're not okay it's kind of a buddy comedy podcast and uh there's a lot of metal up your podcast people who love that show you can find it wherever you find podcasts usually just look up clint wells or or, uh, or bob schneider and you'll find it it's hard to search for our horribly long title um now, I've been the guest on several podcasts that are coming up. Number one is already out. It's called the Lone Star Plate Podcast. And uh, it's a podcast based out of Austin, Texas that deals with music, touring, and food. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, and, and kind of what's the most interesting thing about those kinds of episodes when I guest with other folks like that, is I talk a lot about Metal Up Your Podcast in a way that I might not talk about it here. I sort of, You know what I mean? It doesn't make okay. sense for me and you to talk about how we started the show and what the dynamic of the show is right. like because we're doing the goddamn show. So over there, it's a lot <laughs> exactly. of questions of how the podcast got started, what what the dynamics like between us. And uh, that may be interesting. I was on another podcast called The Hook Podcast uh, that will be out Thursday. And really cool dude who... We just talked about Metallica's transition. What makes Metallica uh, powerful and special enough to basically dominated the 80s and then survived the 80s and dominated the 90s too we had a really sort of in-depth really cool conversation about the transition from justice to the black album and on into the bob rock era so that was interesting that's awesome and then and then our of course our friend tom Quee of alpha Metallica has another podcast called pun it in which you face off with other smart people and and you try to out pun them and uh i was against i Did was you against, do this oh, well, yeah he was the host and i was against two snarky British fellows. I didn't realize that you actually went on and did that because we joked about it when Tom was on uh, a recent episode. I did it. And I don't think it's out yet, but rest assured when it is, I'll point everyone towards it, but it's called the Punnet Podcast. And anyway, be on the lookout for all that. Now we have a bunch of new patrons, which is just weekly. Um, so inspiring and surprising that people are, are able, willing and able in the weird, the weirdest of times to support us via Patreon. So I want to mention their names real quick and just say thank you. You get all sorts of shit over there when you become a patron. We'll talk about that just very briefly. But first of all, I want to thank Daryl Friars, Ernesto Araya, Mike Garcia, Joseph Rose, Greg Wall, Patrick Ackerman, Jesper Bakegaard, and Corey Goodlett. Thank you, my friends. Thank you very much. That For real, it, me and Clint were briefly talking about this right before we started recording. It's truly incredible to us to see so much support on patreon and it keeps growing even during the whole quarantine pandemic thing that's going on 
uh, we're, we're, we're just all that to say, we're very grateful for you guys supporting the show and, and, and throwing a couple bucks at it. And, uh, we hope that, you know, every, all the content we're putting on there, you're enjoying and you're getting something out of, and, uh, we're going to continue to do that. Yeah. And it's basically amounts to a couple of cups of coffee a month. And if you feel like the show has value, it's, it's a really great way to support us, especially now. And, uh, man, we've just really loaded up the Patreon over there with stuff that we give back to you. I mean, as soon as you become a patron at what, whichever level you get four EPs of cover Metallica cover songs, you get. We're up to 15 quarantine covers now. So the quarantine mm-hmm. covers are two weekly cover songs that Ethan and I do. And I'm going to put both of our Tom Petty covers in this week because uh, I thought awesome. those were a lot of fun to do. And and you get to decide what covers we do. There's a big running list and we look at that and we sort of decide based on kind of what we sound like, what our sensibilities are. So you're going to get 15 mm-hmm. of those songs and and whatever we do. I don't know how much longer we're going to do that, but I'm still enjoying it and ready to go. I mean, that that might amount to... I'm having a good time doing it. That might amount to like 50 tunes when it's all said and done. And and these aren't just little demos that we're singing into our phones either. I mean, these are like fully produced sounding songs. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a good chance we'll put out a Metal Pure Podcast box set. <laughs> right. Right. No shit. So anyway. <laughs> in, t- in 25 it's, years. It's, you're right. It's com slash Metal Pure Podcast. If that's something that interests you, then it's available. And of course, we appreciate it. So we're going to move on now. You can email us at metal up your podcast show at gmail.com. We get awesome emails every week. And I I promise you people out there that uh, I, we read them. You know, in a lot of cases, I personally respond to them. And then we try to pick four or five to read on the show. Now, I've got a stay tuned screen. I'm not sure how much time's mm-hmm. left. So I'm just going to dive into these, Ethan. And, and uh, we're going to dip in with the metal up your podcast family and see what's see what's going on. What do you say? Let's go. I say, let's go. Come on. Daryl Fryers, who's a new patron, says, been on the ride since fall of 2018, just getting caught up. Love the show. Keep up the awesome content. Had to increase my pledge, mostly because Injustice for All is my favorite Metallica album. Oh, so Daryl increases pledge. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, I think at the Injustice for All tier, so the way it works is there are all these different tiers, and based on which tier you sign up for, you get stuff. One of the things that that tier, the Justice for All tier, is you get... Uh, every month, all the demos of songs that I write and produce, which I started doing that in January. So that's already at like 35 or 45 songs. So that's a pretty cool little feature mm-hmm. over there for Mr. Daryl Fryers, please. Please. Jeff Kozak says, hey, brothers from other mothers. First of all, thank you for all you do, that the two of you have made amazing efforts to keep this family alive. That's why I love and respect the hell out of the two of you. Thank you. Keep up the amazing job. Keep up the commentary episodes and thank you again. Stay safe. Stay real. And horns up to metal up your podcast, your northern Alberta, New Jersey trucker, Jeff Kozak. <laughs> awesome, man. That's so cool. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, John Rivera says, so I was going to watch last night's Metallica Monday thing, and I said, why? I'll just listen on Tuesday with my two best buds, Clint and Ethan. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. Oh, ain't that sweet. <sighs> my favorite thing about reading these emails is just when people praise us. That's my favorite part. You know, if there's anything I like, it's a, it's a good ego stroking. And um, yeah, I, I think I can speak for you too as well. I mean, just please shower us with praises. Please, more please. Uh, Trisha, who's also a patron, I believe, writes and says, Hey guys, hope you're both keeping well in these weird times. She says, I'm originally from a small town in Poland. So growing up, I accepted that seeing this incredible band that my dad always spoke of live was impossible, both financially and logistically. You can imagine my how ecstatic I was when I was able to take my dad to Twickenham to see the boys on their worldwide tour last June. It was an amazing experience, which will stay with me for eternity. And being able to share it with my dad, who has been a fan ever since the band started out, made it even more special. That's so cool. 
Mm, that's awesome. Uh, she says, I discovered your show after watching SNM2 at the cinema and being astounded by Scott Pingle's performance. A fellow Metallica fan on a random Facebook page recommended me your interview with him. Which, by the way, go check out our interview with Scott Pingle, one of the coolest interviews we've done in, in Metal Up Your Podcast. Oh, what a sweetheart, man. Such a, such a good dude. She says, I couldn't be more grateful I found you guys. I've been hooked ever since. Still trying to catch up on all the episodes. I love your current Metallica Monday series. It helps me stay in the loop, and it's so refreshing to feel like I'm up to date. Your year in the life of episodes have taught me more than I could, more than I thought I could learn about the band. I'm amazed by the sheer amount of detail and the info you provide and the amount of work you put in every week. Thank you so much, Trisha. That's so cool. Uh, she says, Very nice. for that, I thank you. Uh, thank you also for being my virtual Metallica mates. It's hard being a metalhead at 22, although the bullying is less intense than it was when I was 10. Listening to you guys chat makes me feel like there are people out like me out there, not to mention your incredible covers, which I've had the absolute pleasure to listen to. What an awesome creative twist on the songs. To conclude, you two rock. Thank you for all that you do for our community. Whilst you're out touring and grabbing uh, touring the world and grabbing beers with fans, make sure you swing by Southwest England. I'll be waiting. Stay safe. Horns up. Trisha from Plymouth, UK. You guessed it, New Jersey. New Jersey. Well, hey, Trisha, I'm sorry that you got a little bullied uh, over your your love of metal, but I'm glad that it's lessened because that's uh, bullshit in my opinion. But total uh, bullshit. It sucks when when you're uh, when you just like a style of music and dress a certain way and you get bullied over it. And I know that that stuff still goes on each and every day at schools and in daily life and whatever. And it sucks, but uh, we're glad that you uh, are a listener and that you're. Uh, have found a place at our podcast to uh, enjoy and stay caught up and enjoy Metallica. Absolutely. Thank you, Trisha. I hundred percent agree with that. And you know, Trisha, you're for sure not alone. Uh, there's, there's people, there are people all over the world exactly like you who share your love of metal and share your love of Metallica. And, and uh, so I'm glad you're here with us in the family for sure. Our last one mm-hmm. before we get ready for the show, Mike Snyder, this is short and quick. Hey guys, quick message to let you know the Metallica Monday coverage is pretty great. I can watch the show Monday night, Tuesday morning. I can listen to your commentary. Good content. Thumbs up. Side note, should every Metallica show open with Hit the Lights? Still a banger. Well, I don't think I would be butthurt if that was the case. Yeah, totally. Now, here's what we're going to do before we hear from the boys is we are going to dip into our Tom Petty covers. We're going to start with my homie Ethan's amazing cover of, I think, what is collectively our favorite Tom Petty song, the uh, yeah. the Amazing Walls from highly underrated Heartbreakers album called She's the One, which was a soundtrack, a film soundtrack. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to dip into that. And then uh, at the end of the episode, we can hear my dreamy, little sleepy love cover of Angel Dream. Which you did a great job of. I know you love uh, us people singing your praises, and I think you... <laughs> Did a great job on this, man. I really, really dig. That's one of my favorite tracks on this record. Yeah, thanks, man. It was really cool to just spend a week paying a little bit of homage to the to the late great Tom Petty. So let's check that out now. Mm-hmm. We'll be back and check out this awesome show from '83.
gotten housekeeping out out of the way pretty quick here, and now we're just sort of waiting to see who's going to usher us into this show. By the way, loved your tune. Loved your Tom Petty tune. Thanks, man. And uh, there's just something about putting that kind of that ska reggae flavor on a on a cherished classic that just it turns it on its side a little bit and makes it really pleasant to listen to. Yeah, man. To, you know? Well, thanks, dude. And well, it's no it's no secret to uh, you, you and our listeners that I mean, that's some of my favorite kind of music in the world. Always makes me feel good that, you know, just the beat of it, <clears throat> the upstroke guitar kind of thing. It's just especially, you know, summertime is basically here. Oh, mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to stop now because uh, we got Mr. Lars Ulrich. Do you have him? No, let me let me refresh. No, I have a I have it says stream here he is. I'm gonna refresh and see if I can once again sync back up. Happy Monday to you and your Okay, so mine just went backwards a little bit, so I think I might be a little more synced up with you. I'm that guy. He just said I'm that guy. Back here in the back here in the uh on the saddle on the saddle. Drum drumsticks. Is that make is that making sense for you? I think so. You know what I'm saying? I've got good volume. I'm stoked. Yeah, really awesome. good volume for me this week. And I and I took your advice from last week. Uh, I got my in ears in. Yeah, same. It's you know I love I love wearing cans, but man, after an hour or two, it, it just hurts my head and get some headphone fatigue. Thank you for tuning in. I would like to call. I would like to brand something if you don't mind. The mystery of the multiple cell phones. Yeah. Also, check this out. He's got microphones on his drums. That's new, right? Uh, Does well, he normally have mics on his drums in his little rehearsal pad? Well, what's funny is so when they did that um, that Blackened 2020 song, it was in this room. He was playing those drums. Yeah. But there was right. like 57s or 58s on his toms for that. So I wonder if he upgraded to those little gooseneck mics for future recording stuff, maybe. And uh, on our first tour with our buddies in Raven, going across. Oh, Raven. First tour. Famous first famous first tour, man. If you have suffered through these intros before, you know that I have some some notes. Since I can't remember. I guess we don't have to worry too much about spoilers of the set list because it's just kill them all. <laughs> well, yeah, that and it's just. Anyway, it's been on I wonder if they'll play Broken Beat and Scarred. Metallica Monday is August 12th, 1980. I hope they close with Enter Sandman still. In Chicago. It's, you know what it says here? The footage. The footage is legendary. In case you didn't know, what you're about to see is fucking legendary. Legendary, bro. Reading here. I'm just the intro guy, bro. Uh, I'm just the intro guy, bro. Two of these (laughs) clips appeared on Cliff Amol, and the full gig was included in the Kill Amol box set. Uh, Set list, blah, 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 and then goes into blah, 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 and then blah, blah, blah. Uh, Recording notes. (laughs) <laughs> he's reading his third cell phone i feel like he just heard you <laughs> he like hesitated when he left he got he's got a feed of the podcast going right into his ear that's why he's laughing no hey lars what's he, up with the he phones thinks we're hilarious lars what is what are phones two and three for this feature begins when the audio kicks in during blah 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 i, I, you know, I won't give all the songs away but so oh, he must have gotten a little bit of feedback on doing uh, setless spoilers. I think so. Here, uh, during the first couple songs, because there's no fucking audio, so you're gonna have to sit there and kind of hum along. Oh, so that's the deal. There's video, but no thing, audio. Saying, oh, whatever you like to do. Uh, so for how many songs did he say? This is gonna be. This is gonna be interesting. I think it's until Jump in the Fire. After Kurt 
Nine days after Hetfield's 20th birthday. Wow. Wow. I'm 19. You're 19. That's me. Kirk is 20 and Cliff's 21. This was the first time we ever Cl- played. Cliff was buying the beer. Imagine that. You know how many times we've been yeah, to no shit. 900 times. One of our all-time favorite cities on this very planet. And we were supporting Raven on the Killamo for one tour. Thank you. Because Raven's album they were touring was called All for One. Right. So yeah. they cleverly anyway, mashed the titles together. Combined them. Metallica Monday number nine or ten or something like that coming your way in five, four, three. Thank you once again for coming <laughs> <laughs> How about that countdown? He's like five, four, three. Oh, fuck that! I don't want to do it anymore. He gave up. <laughs> he just called himself the Danish drummer. The wow. Danish drummer. Well, as far as I know, there's only one drummer from. Oh, this is weird. All right. So it says. So before we begin, we got to tell you that when this film back in '83, the audio didn't start recording until after we played "Hit the Lights," "The Horseman," and a little bit of "Jump in the Fire." So yeah, it comes in during "Jump in the Fire." So now we're just watching the band. Rather than have you sit here and watch us headbang with no sound for 15 minutes, we're going to pick it up where the action kicks in. Okay. Okay, so they're just going to skip to jump in the fire, which is fine with me. That's fine with me, too. So it looks like, I mean, there we go. So here it comes. This will be even shorter than we expected. Got James rocking the bullet belt. Yeah, and the OG, uh, what was that, the uh, Electra V? The Electra, yeah. Man, I've jump in the fire. I've worked and played the Metro, and it's just so bitching to see like one of your favorite bands of all time on that stage. I was just gonna say the same thing. It's so surreal to watch this, knowing that I've played that club a couple times. Same with the Troubadour. Yeah, totally. No, I'm pretty sure this is the show where Kirk. <laughs> is rocking out and he's holding his guitar out and the fans take it away. <laughs> I think it got destroyed too. I think it's that guitar, that black and white. Well, like beat. a roadie goes and jumps in the crowd. It's amazing. We'll, we're, we'll see. It's towards the end. It's Kirk ripping it, man. I like that Cliff's doing like the slower halftime headbang. While James was doing the the like double time headbang, <laughs> yeah, he did that a lot. He's just kind of like in his own world. Just, he heard, he heard a different tempo in his head. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I was never a big headbang guy, but it's got to be hard to headbang in halftime when yeah. you're playing that. We got Lars with the double kick drums with the Metallica and Lars is wearing like one of those early bootleg Metallica shirts. Mm-hmm. Look at all those toms, dude. He's got so many fucking toms. Oh, uh, I, I love this. I do love this era of Lars's setup where it was like, you know, he, he you know, up until really the, the load era. I mean, he always had four. Dude, toms. check out this. Sorry to interrupt you. Check out this V that James is playing. He's playing a natural V. And he's got duct tape over the neck pickup. Have you, I've never seen that guitar. Is it natural or is it like a brown finish? No, oh, you're right. It might just be brown. Still, it's super badass. Man, James looking evil, dude. Dude, 20 years old right there, man. 
This is so fucking cool to see this old stuff, man. Absolutely. They were just really committed to the V, dude. They totally were, man. This is Cliff Planell Rickenbacker. I know. God damn it. It's so cool. Nice little pick scrape. Yeah. Great energy. Now, if I remember correctly from seeing this before, there's see all these all these like bros are rocking their fists, right? Yeah. One of those dudes has like one of those like Kerry King porcupine like wrist cuffs or something. <laughs> see if we see it. Or it's like a leather. He's wearing like a leather fingerless glove. <laughs> I saw something shiny. Could have been a big watch. I don't know. It was probably the, it's probably the kill them all Nixon watch. That's probably what it was. See, C- C- Cliff's doing the halftime headbang again, dude. I love it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> we got Kirk I wearing kind it. of a Fabio. Oh, see the see the leather those, those gloves, fingerless yeah. gloves. You can see them there in front of Kirk. Kirk's got kind of a billowing Fabio type shirt that's that's unbuttoned all the way down to his fucking belly button. He does. That is very Fabio. It, Kirk, well, you know, I think what happened earlier in the day before soundcheck, Kirk had a photo shoot to be on the cover of a romance novel. My facts could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what he did. Cliff's cracking me up, man. I know, dude. He's and you can kind of tell he's got that like eyes roll back in his head kind of look too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably ate a few mushrooms for this gig. For sure, did. He's playing great though, and he looks so badass. Look at that big ass necklace yeah. he has on. It's like a big like horseshoe. And he's wearing a, He's wearing what appears to me to be a denim jacket as a t-shirt. Like, oh yeah, there's, there's nothing no under it. I, I love Cliff's look back then, like bell-bottom jeans, matching jacket. He's got the Canadian tuxedo on. Yeah, he does. All right, I love the cool little breakdown here. Yeah, I was gonna say this is one of my favorite parts on Kill 'Em All. I love, you know, for what it's, you know, wh- wh- why they claim such a ma- you know popular thrash record. There's only two points where it really slows down. It's this, and then the bridge to uh, uh, Four Horsemen. And Horsemen. But it's like it gets cleaner, you know, but it doesn't get less heavy. It's almost heavier. It's cool. It's scary. Yeah. There it goes. Look, James working the crowd, man. That's got to be a Mustaine thing right there. He's, he's playing those thirds on each note. That's a big Mustaine move right there. Fuck that. <laughs> James. It was like Eric, Eric guitaring with Kirk. Yeah, totally. Hell yeah, Kirk. All right. Hey, there's the, there's the dude with the Carrie King thing right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, there he is. See? Yeah. The spikes aren't as prominent as a uh, normal porcupine, but hey, that's that's some early 80s uh, thrash metal wear right there. Early 80s thrash decor. <laughs> I 
I was talking a little loud for this whole song because I had it fucking cranked. I had to back it off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought at first they were going to play the video from the first two and a half songs with no audio. <laughs> I think that would have been fun. I would have been down for that. We could have gone into some Tangent City over there. Oh, I just started looking at the comments. I'm sure a bunch of our lovely people are leaving us some fun sauce in the comments. I kind of have them blocked, but I can... Uh... Wow! Wow, wow! <laughs> we're Metallica! <laughs> Someone wrote, hi, mommy. Thanks, jeans. <laughs> Thanks, jeans? Someone wrote, VHS better than Blu-ray. Someone wrote, read Ayn Rand. Good grief. VHS better than Blu-ray. That's just such a well, so it's such an appropriate comment. I've seen some Brazils. Someone just said, I like Metallica. Uh, I saw my first Paul. Oh, did you? I didn't even do that one. Yeah. I feel like early 80s thrash people were scary. Like, this is a scary group of people, man. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, this is still, at this point, was like outlaw music or something, you know? It was, it was, right. It was right. stuff like that, like, super underground. Very, yeah. Um, man, so yeah, being in that, I'm not seeing it like pits breaking out or anything, but I mean, I'm sure that it, there were some gnarly people in that, in that, uh, hard to get a pit room. going in the metro. It's, it's almost yeah. too small. Hell yeah, no remorse. Love nice. It. I love that groove metal intro to No Remorse. It's such a cool flavor. Yeah, same. Someone wrote, Great job, Clinton Ethan, on the quarantine covers. Aw, thank you. Someone wrote, No Repaul. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just wrote, Clint Wells. There we go. There we go. Because last, you know, last week there were a lot of Ethan Lux. There was me. Hey, it's your turn. It's your turn to shine. It's my turn to shine, bro. Kirk sounds awesome, man. He really He's does. Doing a great job. Someone just wrote a long thing about me, but I didn't see it. I can, I can scroll back up and find it. I think it might have been negative. Really? Uh, Clint Wells gets love this week <laughs> from Stan Pearl. Well, I was wrong. Thanks, Stan. Definitely that early 80s Hetfield vocal vibe. Oh, yeah. Still, man. I mean, shoot. What do you say? It was only a few days after turning 20. I mean, a few days before this, he was a teenager. Even when I watch this, I don't look at him and think, oh, he's 20. I think, oh, he's probably 30. I feel yeah. like people just looked older back then, just the way they presented themselves or dressed or whatever, but I don't know. I'll tell you what, he looks cool, man. That skull shirt with the bullet belt, leather yeah. pants. Totally. Lars is just like buried behind all those drums, dude. It, it's such a rarity to see that that version of Lars who's not like screaming at the crowd or you can see him better like 
you know, he still hadn't kind of no, fig- figured out that he was kind of like a hype man, too, you know? <laughs> totally. Totally. He's just holding it down back there. Bringing that great Lars energy, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking Kirk and James are like, dude, we're playing V's motherfucker. Someone just wrote no smartphones. It is so nice. Here we go into the get off my lawn segment, but yeah, it's so cool to see a group of people that are just there, united, watching the band. Yeah, totally. They're not. They're not. They're not somewhere else. They're not trying to prove that their life is cool. They're just there in that moment. It's right. really inspiring to see. I, I have a. I have a bad feeling that when when the concert world picks back up, back to normal. That the cell phone use will be even worse because everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, look, it's back! We're here!" You know, I hate yeah, that, right, but right. I mean, I do my best. You know, I'll take a picture here and that or show, but you know, I don't know. The last few shows I went to, uh, or you know, just even watching opening bands on tour with Brandy Carlisle, man, I just put my phone in my pocket and just enjoy the music and enjoy the moment and the the ambience in the room and the and the crowd energy. It's just you can't you can't get that on a cell phone. Sorry. Oh yeah, his guitar goes out. Yeah. Oh so yeah. What was that? Like a ca- a cable or like? It must have been. I mean, dude, back then, like, they're just plugged straight into their amps. There's no. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. There's no, tuner there's no tuners back then. even. Dude, when when he when his guitar gets handed out to the crowd, and it, like one of their techs jumps in, the tech is dressed so funny, dude. He's wearing like cut off denim <laughs> shorts. Like sleeveless shirt tucked into the shorts or something. I mean, I imagine the tech is just using like back then they had strobe tuners, or uh, I know like Korg and stuff released like those quartz tuners, the little needle on them. But um, yeah, no, they didn't have boss. Yeah, but they're also just not doing. They're not doing a lot of tuning though. I mean, they're right. They're not changing. Kirk hasn't changed guitars yet. Yeah, James has twice, but but it's just those two guitars. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance that that's those are the only two guitars he had on tour with him. Someone wrote, Clint, we love you. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> They're like, we have to kiss Clint's ass this week. Otherwise, we have to hear him be a grumpy jerk this whole time. <laughs> They're only doing it just to not have to deal with my grumpy ass. <laughs> All right. Compliment Clint. Good God. Man, I'll say one thing I miss about uh, the old Lars is uh, his use of the ride symbol, man. He used to wear that thing out. He doesn't ever use one anymore. Yeah. What do you think that crowd would do if 1997 Kirk Hammett walked in the room? Uh, with that piercing on his chin and, like and, and, uh, guy, and guy liner? They probably would have thought he was like a new wave kid or something. or or like a. We like didn't a, come here to see the cure. What? The Susie and the Banshee show is next week. I wonder how the Raven gig was. Like, I wonder if they came out and kicked ass too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I gotta say, I've never really gotten into Raven. Me neither. Uh, talk about a band lost to time. But shoot, man, took Metallica on their very first tour. So cool. Really cool. 
Well, I think they were also on Johnny Z's label. Ah, right. So it was just him saying, hey, you both have new records out. You're both on the label. Get in a fucking van together and <laughs> yeah. go take it to the people. Whoa. That was almost kind of like future James right there. Whoa. What do you mean? You know, they kind of oh, end, yeah. end songs like that. Like, you know, he'll end like whatever, say the Unforgiven and be like, Unforgiven, baby. Thank you, Chicago. Oh, he's got a bullet Ooh, wrist cuff. Bitchin'. God, they loved bullets. They did. <laughs> Are you ready to get your teeth pulled? Ready to get your teeth pulled? Uh oh. Oh. Sounds like nothing else matters. <laughs> Mr. Cliff Burton. All right. Playing Orion. <laughs> All right, Cliff. Let's see what you got, homie. Damn, it's fucking awesome, dude. The, the halftime headbang <laughs> happening. He's got the halftime headbang. <laughs> That's so cool, man. It's a it's a weird kind of wah thing happening. Like, there's more gain when he opens it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's, I think he's heel down on that pedal, and then he goes toe down when he opens it up, and yeah. it adds fuzz and the, that filter. Oh, that's right, because he did have that weird fuzz wah thing. Yeah, that's what it is. And he throws in these little wah, 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 things that are so bitching. It's really like triplets and stuff, yeah. Someone wrote Dawn Patrol. <laughs> we end our lives as morals as in Chicago. Fuck, man. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm just watching. It's like Hendrix this. doing the Star Spangled Banner. It really is, man. It's imagine watching. I mean, he really he was kind of like a Hendrix on bass, man. He's just so innovative. No one sounds like him. It's like Rob kills anesthesia and sounds amazing when he does it. But it's like, and no one's fucking Cliff, man. He's so good. Well, they talk about when they went and saw Trauma. He was doing kind of his version of this. They thought it was the lead guitar player. Right. I love this part. Look at his right right fingers. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Here comes Laws. I like I like Lars coming in live like this. I, I don't like it as much on the album. It yeah. feels weird on the album, but this this makes sense. They got the fog going. <laughs> the smoke machine's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Where did Lars go? Lars. Lars. His hair's on fire. Douse him with water immediately. I bet you that's Torben doing the fog machine. Look, there's even more coming out. <laughs> a guy just went back there. He's like, Look how much fog it is, dude. I think he must have told someone to turn it off because you, for a split second, you saw someone walk out behind Lars. Like, sorry, bro. Yeah, look, it's. Oh, no, here it comes. Wow. 
God, the way he bends bass strings, like that's yeah, not easy to, say, to he just do. Did a, he just did a full, he just did a full step bend on that, and now he's tapping. <laughs> oh, he's doing the harmonic thing. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Wow. I love this extended thing happening. I guess it might be the intro to the next tune, too. He's doing like a, a, a major scale. Yeah, it almost started to sound da -da, western. Da -da, da -da, da -da. Like a gallop happening, you know? Oh, yeah. Whiplash. Ding. Well, I reckon I got a little bit of that whiplash. I do. I tell you what, man. I love me some whiplash, man. Well, what was happening was uh, I was banging my head so hard up and down, see, back and forth so hard because Cliff Burton was playing the guitar with so much passion and so much animal aggression. I do believe I cut myself against the whiplash. Well, you see, I was banging my head uh, at halftime. You see, halftime and uh, right. my, my, well, whip, half my whiplash wasn't that bad. GDD. I did a, uh, speaking of whiplash, I, that was my uh, Nightly Metallica thing I put out there to the world. It was uh, in honor of this show tonight. I was pitting the last track on each side of Kill Em All. So this versus Metal Militia. I can't imagine there were a lot of votes for Metal Militia. Uh, there was there was a decent amount, actually. They started, started coming in. Whiplash now. Come on now. Everyone knows that. Well, we all want to be tellers at the school, but uh seeing a lot of metal up your podcasts. I said Oh no Marta said Ethan. I wonder if they were getting hammered before these gigs or like kind of getting a buzz and then just hitting it hard during Raven. You know they were hitting it hard during Raven's oh, set. Oh, for dude. sure. Yeah, once they're like gears packed up, they're, you know, if they packed any of it up themselves at this point, I don't know if they had like one, two roadies, who knows. But uh, they got a couple. Because I haven't seen them take a drink of anything during this show. And Kirk seems pretty put together. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure during the anesthesia solo, they were drinking something. Oh, that's true, yeah. And James is, just based on the vocals, James seems a little drunky. He may just be tired, too. Yeah.
Hell yeah. Sounds awesome. I love like Lars headbanging while playing drums too. It looks rad. Yeah. <laughs> it's metal, bro. Oh, he just did that on Cliff's mic. So even oh. that early, they kind of had the mic spread around. Yeah. Uh, my only question is, when when do the drones come out? Right. Well, when they play Moth in the Flame. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. I almost forgot. Someone just said something about Clint embrace Kill 'em All or something. What? I embrace Kill 'em All. It's just not my favorite because they're so good. They have so many great albums. Uh, Bruno Acosta, yeah, Clint embrace Kill 'em All. Metal up your podcast. I love Kill 'em All. Do you, is your is your idea of me that I don't like Kill 'em All? Maybe I've given that idea off. Uh, I, maybe it's just because when we did when we've done top ten lists, it's like usually further down on the list. But I mean, yeah, right. I love Kill 'em All. I yeah. love these songs, man. I, I, Metal Militia is the only one that I don't like that much, but yeah. I probably like Metal Militia more than Struggle Within. And I like Struggle Within. Yeah. Hey! Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Awesome. Yeah, he's definitely tired. Like, well, this also is their very first tour, man. He he might be still be, you know, learning like endurance and how to, you know, save his voice yeah. for shows and yeah, yeah. That's what I like to see some thrashing out there. Oh, I think this is when Kurt goes off the side stage and gets a massage on, right after Whiplash here. <laughs> this is when he pees in the hole in the gurney. Yeah. Is everyone ready to seek and. <laughs> so people already know the song. <laughs> some of them. There we go. All right, seek and destroy. Well, think about it, you know, like. The albums come out. There's no press, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, the maybe the uh, No Life to Leather cassette had made it to Chicago. It's still pretty cool. Right. Oh, no, it's awesome. And, and it's, you know, that may have been Raven's crowd, but it seems like they're digging them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And at this point, I mean, who knows? Just to a lot of these people in the crowd, Metallica may have been more exciting at this time, too. Uh, Kirk's got another uh, Flying V back there. The single, single humbucker yep. in it. Shadi shadi, shidi daddy. James kind of doing the, the Iron Maiden Steve Harris thing. What's that? Kind of the like has his leg up, like pointing the guitar at the crowd a little bit. Steve Harris does that all the time with his bass, like shoots the crowd in a way. You know what I mean? Someone in the comments just said Brazil. By the way, <laughs> wait, isn't that funny? The country of. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Daniel Sahan. Oh, he hadn't yet done the scan of the scene in Chicago tonight, Trey. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Ronnie. I believe this, this is the first time. This feels a little slower. It, oh, it's totally slower. And I also think this is the first time right. during the set where I, he, I hear BGVs. Who's doing them, Cliff? I think it was Cliff. Maybe Kirk, too. I didn't see it. I'd imagine Cliff, but careful, Kirk, with that guitar. Yeah, he just kind of handed it out there. I'm like, if he only knew. 
There we go. Cliff doing a more double time headbang. Well, now he's back oh. to half Sorry. <laughs> he spoke too soon, man. <laughs> there he goes. Dude, this is like the Doom version. This is slow. It is, man. I dig it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Kirk's doing it. Oh, no, he's not. So it must be Cliff. Yeah. He almost, from what I can tell, he's kind of going, nah. Yeah, it's kind of a throaty thing. It's not low. Kind of cool. Someone in the comment section said, delete that. <laughs> That's funny. Shirt starting a little see through. As the sweat makes its way through the cotton threads of the billowing vampire <laughs> shirt, one might start to see the subtle hues of the skin of uh, Kirk Hammett. Areola showing through shortly, yes. <laughs> Doth I see thine areola, yes. Dude, some butthole in the comment section keeps over and over writing, Kirk learning Mustaine solo. Yeah, I saw that. Like, just over and over again. Like, God, who gives a Let shit? It Jesus. Let it fucking go. I know, I agree, oh. dude. Namarda just said, search in for Ethan and Clint. <laughs> nice. Oh, I just saw All right. I just saw Who does that? <laughs> Honey, please. Bullet belts are cool. Porky Pines. <laughs> Dude, you could like. This is from Thrash Catalog, page seven. Get your bullet belt, your bullet drift <laughs> cuff, your Porky Pine helmet, your chains. Get your armor for battle at the Metro tonight. <laughs> On page seven and seven. Wait. On page nine, get your flying V guitar. <laughs> Running. Hiding. Kind of what that shirt James is wearing. Oh my God. Hell yeah. It's, it's bitching. It's killer. <laughs> Dude, Cliff's vocals are funny. I know. Yeah, 80s rocker chicks. <laughs> Dude, that girl had some uh, serious makeup on. That was awesome. I didn't see that. It's a brief little clip. This, like, bleach blonde girl just, you know, spike bracelet, just, like, banging her fist in the air and stuff. It was cool. She's a big Raven fan. She's like, she's actually probably going, bring on Raven. Da -da. 
It's before the woes, bro. Before, before the woes. I was surprised to see another drum kit not come up from the end of the stage for this one. <laughs> yeah, you, they didn't bring a kid up. Yeah, they didn't bring Kindlin up there. Could you imagine being able to like go back in time and tell these dudes like, "Hey, you're going to be playing these size venues one day, and Lars, you're going to have another kit rise up from the front of the stage." Yeah, you guys are cool, man. You guys are going to be the biggest band in the world. How do you think about that? Huh? Huh? Uh uh-uh. uh. God, the slowest version ever. Jeez. It's really slow. <laughs> wow, what an ending. Ooh. Oh, we got some uh, well, those video interesting effects. editing. <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> Things get a little wild after Seek. The crowd loves them. It's interesting oh, to see yeah. that. There, there's probably a crowd they were having to win over, half of them at least. Oh, this might be where he loses his guitar. Oh, yeah. He's going to melt your face with his guitar. So weird to hear that him say, the newest member. Look how young he is. Look at that little baby face. I know. A little cutie pie. A little cutie pie Kirk. This is where he does it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. My chest is sweaty. <laughs> but y'all gonna love that romance novel. That one time that bird hit me on the face in the roller coaster. <laughs> it was on Big Thunder Mountain. And <laughs> Someone wrote in the comments, pentatonics only. Oh, yeah, fuck you. Up. Pentatonics only. That's not pentatonic, you fuck. Whatever this riff is he's playing is pretty bitchin'. That doo 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 doo. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a very, very uh, new wave of British heavy metal. I'm told they were uh, mildly influenced by the new wave it of British a, heavy it's metal. It's a rumor, a rumor, of course. Oh, first he does the rub it on the speakers. I'll now rub my guitar on my forest stack, yes. I wonder if he still has those marshals around somewhere in storage or something. Oh, you know what? I bet he does. Seems probably sound bitching. They might be at HQ for recording or something. I love that they were rocking marshals, man. Or was that was a lot of the stuff on stage we're looking at, some of the shit was stolen eventually. Here we go, here it goes. Here, here we go. And you can look at the look on Kirk's face where he, he's, he's like, like oh I, shit, you I, can look at him, he looks at it. I've made, a like, hu- well, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Look, that guy jumped in with a tank top. Did you just hear it getting mauled? At one point, you hear it on the ground. <laughs> like, dude, this is kind of a far out solo. Look at this dude get up there. He had, Look at that guy in the short cutoff. Oh, Look at those shorts, little shorts. Dude. 
amazing. So then Damn. Kurt plays his other guitar, and he's like, "Come on, guy, you fucking guys, you animals! I give you this nice glistening chest, and that's what, that's how you thank me. <laughs> Look at this chest; it's so shiny. I'm a I'm a veritable precursor to Fabio, and this is what you do. I bet that guitar got couple of dings. Look at this dude, one of the roadies in the in the tank top. Dude, I'll, look at the guy in the short shorts again. He's wearing a, a denim battle vest with no shirt and the shortest shorts ever so, with a belt. Real tight, too. I, I want to be that guy for Halloween this year. <laughs> I want to be that guy every day. That's true. <laughs> you stole Kirk's guitar. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, you know they were getting off on that shit at that time, bro. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah, Sabbath True. Hell yeah, I love this song wherever I'm in Rome. It's like when you play the Metro. Like when you're in Chicago and you've been roving on the awful one tour. Yeah, you're learning from Raven because they're kind of older. You know, it's like when you die. It's kind of like when you close and you die and you open it and you drink and be in the van. (laughs) It's kind of like when your guitar gets away from you and a bunch of leather wearing, mitten wearing metalheads take your guitar. And now I gotta play the one pickup V. Dude, I will say this about Metal Militia though. This riff is so fast. It's amazing they were writing and playing this stuff. Oh yeah. It is kind of funny, cartoonishy lyrics yeah. and vocals. Well, especially on the record too, it's like it's so <laughs> yeah, high. Totally. <laughs> James, when when James is doing like some press for the Kill 'Em All box set, he was being asked like, "What do you think when you hear you know the Snow Left to Leather demo or whatever?" And he's like, "My first thought is always, who is that chick?" Because <laughs> the singing is so high. There's a lot of high stuff. I mean, I mean, it, you know, like we mentioned earlier. I mean, this is this record is their influence from New British Heavy Metal and a lot of that stuff like Judas Priest and Maiden was like all high vocals and, mer- and Merciful Fate yeah that snare is loud yeah someone wrote he sounds like a mouse <laughs> <laughs> some dummy just said where's Dave Mustaine great He's That's probably Dave Mustaine. In L- <laughs> He's in LA meeting Dave Ellison, forming Megadeth in a year or two. <laughs> Someone just said, this chat is stupid. Some brutal shit, man. It's yeah, it joke. really is. I'm imagining the uh, Raven guys in the green room at Metro right now hearing all this shit. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta go on after this? Oh, no. And Kirk's like, hey, Raven guys, by the way, 
Don't don't give your guitar. Yeah, don't hover your guitar over the crowd. They will take these it guys are really crazy. Like a fucking alligator coming out of a pond to, for its prey. I mean, the second he put that thing over, it was like ten hands, just like fucking zombies, just grabbed it. Well, what the hell did you think would happen? Who knows? Wow, that was interesting. Cliff you know Cliff's burning up in that fucking outfit, bro. He for sure. That thing probably smelled so bad. <laughs> he, you know he didn't wash that shit like at least not even once a week. No. That's no. not metal. He, did, he didn't wash it, bro. He never washed it. First time I saw this was on the behind the music years ago. Me too. Me too. We're here to kill all Yeah. Yeah. Who wants this fucker? Imagine getting that. Uh, first pressing right there. That thing for sure just got destroyed right there. Boom. Done. <laughs> Dude, that thing's probably worth some, some dough right now. Absolutely. That's a first pressing uh, Megaforce Records. And a bunch of nutty fans in Chicago threw it around. Metal up your podcast. Oh, wait. But we couldn't do that because the damn record companies would not take it. So that's our little thing to them, you know. Kill all the record distributors. Kill all the record distributors. I love Ralph promoting their first record and they just dog the record label. <laughs> but that's probably what helped them gain fans, man. Hey man, they were of the people. Yeah. Metal up your podcast. This was for Clinton Ethan. In the future. Dude, I wasn't even born when this concert was happening. I was, uh, I would have turned five this year. I, you know, I remember like it was yesterday. Of course you do. I'm going to give you all a thumbs up, which it means really good. Podcast. There's a, is that a lady or a dude? I can't tell. I think that was a dude. It's a dude on his girlfriend's shoulders. <laughs> There's not that many people in there, man. There's maybe like 100, 100 people. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe 200? There's not a lot of people. They're all pressed up to the front, but it really thins out towards the middle and yeah. the back. I mean, dude, I mean, this show may have not been sold out. I mean, this was all new music at the time. Maybe, the, I mean... Well, I mean, how would they have even... How would they have even gotten people... I, I mean, they were both promoting newish albums. I mean, right. I don't know, man, but... It's always it's just always crazy to think of Metallica's history. Of at a certain point, they were playing shows that weren't sold out. Yeah, that and it's not a stadium. Yeah.
That was Clip that just did that growl, dude. <laughs> it's cool that Clip's on the mic, man. Yeah, I see totally. a bunch of beers on Clip's bass cab. He's hitting those. He's hitting those beers. Good night, Darkonet. We are this new band called Metallica. We're Raven. Wait, crap. We're Metallica. Stay tuned for Raven. Don't steal my guitar. <laughs> wow. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, surely they'll come back and play the thrash slot. Nothing else, ma- nothing nothing else matters. matters in yeah. Sandman. Thanks Damn. for watching. Wow. And, and just like that, it's, it's, <laughs> it's gone. How short that was. Well, so crazy. Amazing treat. You know, we kept saying, like, well, you know, it's going to be harder to keep doing this unless they do something from like before, you know, t- t- 2012. <laughs> They're like, how about our first, like, fully documented show from 1983? Yeah, totally. You know, I would love to see actually on one of these Metallica Mondays is, is a show from uh, the Lightning era. Yeah. The Seven Days of Hell tour or something. Something, yeah, I would love to see that, or even even some of that stuff that I don't know if there was anything ever professionally shot, but like uh, when they were promoting puppets on the Aussie tour. Yeah, I've never really seen anything official from that. There's a ton of like you know camcorder footage on like Cliff Amall from that tour, but I mean, who knows? I mean, these dudes have you know I'm sure archives that are just so deep. And uh, we just don't know maybe what little gems are in there. So hopefully uh, we, we can see something like that in the future. It is interesting to think about, like, because we have these big box sets that uh, I would imagine Cup kind of have everything. Yeah. But I wonder if there's even still stuff, you know, from 84 and 85 from the, the Lightning era that we don't have yet. Because that box set had a ton of great stuff. Yeah. It didn't have any DVD type stuff, but it did have, like, live shows. Right. And, you know, the <clears throat> the Justice box that had a lot of, a lot of live footage, a lot mm-hmm. of DVD type stuff. But of course, that's that's post the success of Puppet. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've burnt another episode down. Is there is there anything we want to say on the way out to the good people? I, I'm for one a, a little relieved that it's a little earlier so I can be a little healthier and get to bed. Yeah, get for the sure. Episode out. I mean, it, it is crazy to me right now that we, we're we're finishing this episode and it's still light out here. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm used to it being totally dark and like I'm on my second stick of incense and I'm like, okay, hour two, here we go. Um, <laughs> it's not even my kid's bedtime yet. I didn't even make a refill on my drink. Yeah, me neither. But well, it was good to hang out with you again, and I miss you and love you and hope you're well. And I hope all of our listeners are taking care of themselves out there. It's been a tough couple of weeks for me, but. I think that's to be expected considering yeah. what everyone's up against. And, uh, you know, we're we're kind of in a holding pattern waiting to see what the show's going to be next week. But we've got some good stuff in the can for when we break away from the Metallica Monday series. We, mm-hmm. You know, we've got this Murder in the Front Row documentary to talk about. We've got guests that want to be on the show. We've got more of the uh, uh, Metal Tales from the Road. We've got our Year in the Life of series to keep to keep plowing through. And we're getting into St. Anger territory, which is going to be fun. To it will be fun, yeah. Do our, do our commentary listening of that album, of course. And then go back through the Some Kind of Monster doc, the bonus uh, documentary stuff from Some Kind of Monster, really camp out around there, moving our way through the aughts into the Madly and the Anger of the World Tour into Lulu territory, which I know we get asked about our Lulu stuff all the time. So 
there's still a lot of Metallica stuff to talk about. And oh, yeah. in the meantime, these episodes have been really good for Ethan and I in a very strange time to have this to A, look forward to, which I do every week. Oh, yeah. And B, it's it's um, it's um a fun, different kind of episode for us to do that that takes a little bit of pressure off the research and stuff during the week. So. It, uh, it absolutely does, yeah. And, and, you know, I know it's different for you because you have a kid and stuff, but, uh, you know, like right. a lot of people with, with children right now, you know, their worlds are kind of turned upside down with, with uh, quarantine and having their kids not in school and teaching them at home. Uh, your life, in a, which is not... You know, it's surprising for some people, but your life is actually busier now uh, because of that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so this right. You're, you're right. So this is a bit of a relief for us to be able to uh, kind of come in and do these live commentary episodes, knock it out. And uh, yeah, and we're happy to do it for you. And we hope you guys enjoy them. And it's fun. It's just fun getting to hang with you for a little bit. Absolutely, man. We need to figure out a, a time where maybe we can do a little social distancing in person hanging from a from a distance yeah we uh we've got the projector working now so we painted our house our house was painted oh you did our house looks bitching now by the way awesome and um we've got this great little area on my back porch where we got a projector out and and we watched a movie with our kid the other night and uh, it'd be perfect for a a backyard social distancing hang bring your own booze yeah uh, sitting six feet apart of course of course urinating in the yard like animals of course Uh, yes in the meantime though uh definitely go follow us on the socials because we are doing this thing and and mainly i got to give props to my homie ethan because mainly he's doing it but every night we're doing nightly metallica which could either be um you know uh, pitting songs against each other and seeing which one you like better do you like do you prefer fixer or outlaw torn or in the past we've done a bunch of guitar mini videos or riff battles so we're on Instagram and Twitter and anywhere that you do social media crap. We're on all that. And it really helps for you to go follow us over there and subscribe and like and share it with your buddies. And, and uh, you know, the easiest way to support the show really is to just tell your friends about it right? Uh, that may not have heard of us. And you can always leave the positive review on iTunes, which people have been doing. Thank you for that. And then, of course, the Patreon. So we won't take up anyone else's time with any of that shenanigans any longer. We'll go ahead and say peace, but uh, we're going to leave you with my cover of Angel Dream from the same Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers album. She's the one. Yes. Again, the quarantine covers, you can get all the past and future quarantine covers and even help us figure out what we're going to do next. And uh, if we don't have anything else to say, then I'm going to go ahead and say peace. I'll say adios. I dreamed you I saw your face Cut my lifeline Then drifting through space I saw an angel I saw my face I can only thank God it was not too late Over mountain I floated away Crossing ocean I dreamed her name I followed an angel Down through the gate I can only thank God It was not too late Sing a little song of loneliness Sing one to make me smile 
Delete that. 